Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that wants to apologize for its weather gatekeeping. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. for its weather gatekeeping now michaela we have made several big stinks about how oh is it cold in california oh i'm sure you need to wear that ridiculous coat buffy michaela accurate michaela yeah i am a cyclist in this oh no. land of toronto the disgusting heat has defeated you it is like cycling on the surface of the sun the out sun. there yep holy fuck <laughs> i'm just a pasty little white boy and oh man i swear every inch of me is probably burned at this point you know they make this stuff i don't know if you've heard of it it what? protects your skin from the sun by forming this barrier like a screen like a screen you might say although you know that's problematic because screen sort of sounds like it's semi-permeable, doesn't it? As is sunscreen. That's why it's got an SPF rating. Well, then I guess it is a screen, isn't it? Yeah, they sell sunblock, which blocks the sun. Sun shield sounds a lot better. I'm going to start calling anyway, it my sun shield. <laughs> it's about a Brazilian and a half degrees in Canada right now. <laughs> and <laughs> if it's possible to be hot in Canada, I declare that it is possible for it to be cold in California. I'm not sure how quickly it can go from heat wave in December to snow piling up on the ground in December. I'm still not on board with that, but I will allow the show a long grace period for the remaining two seasons of it being very cold and the characters dressing appropriately. <laughs> Fine. I guess I have to do this too. Because we're a team or whatever. Well, no and we've been so wrong. God, <laughs> listening to us, we're just such assholes about it. Like, it's never allowed to get cold in California. I mean, we're just assholes. It's, it's a big state. It's it goes the all the way north to south. We have. All the way up and all the way down. The cold There's a is lot of variants in there. Yeah. Anyway. It does go up much higher than you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, parts of California are at the same latitude as us. Is that the right one? Is that, is that the... <laughs> yes. Is that the around yes. one? <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's the around Good. one. Yeah, I would Good not... I, I would certainly believe that. We yeah. are surprisingly not, yeah. far south. We're surprisingly... Anyways, this is season three. Nope. Season five, <laughs> episode 21, The Weight of the World. <laughs> Even I knew that one was wrong. I was, I was listening hard of, enough. I was thinking about Amends, which is the season three episode where it snows. Right. So season five, episode 21, The Weight of the World. Is that what we're on? Original air date, May 15th, 2001. D-fucking-lightful, 21st of 22 episodes, hype for the season finale. We are right in there with all the action this episode has Buffy kicking ass and taking names like you would not believe. Hey, there's going to be a lot of talking, okay? <laughs> like a lot. More than you'd expect. <laughs> a lot more. Uh, yeah. So, in my mind, I had really smushed together the events of the previous episode and the events of this episode. Because to me, there was like kind of enough stuff between the two. <laughs> That, like, you don't need to spend a whole episode on them. I don't know why I did that in my brain, but these are the ways these things go sometimes. 
I wonder why you possibly would have done that. Conflated these two episodes. Yeah, silly me. Like there's not enough to make two full episodes out of it. I still had a lot of fun. Let's be honest. It's great. It's all end of season five excellence leading up to death being the gift and whatnot. It's all good times. But oh boy, there's much more talking than you would expect where two episodes ago, Glory knocked down a fucking wall. Right? And was face to face with Dawn. It's the episode before the season finale, and we still have some character development, I'm gonna call it, to do. Uh Uh-huh. Great. That's great. We need to really, yeah, that's gonna be great. Hey, next episode, stuff is gonna happen. Just you wait. Fuck. So much stuff is gonna happen. I remember one thing from it, and it's amazing. (laughs) There you go. It's in the last three minutes, probably. (laughs) Hopefully, or like, I don't know what happens after that. (laughs) Super excited. Anyway, okay, so everything's behind schedule. The minions are scurrying hither and yon. Mm. Glory's robe is robe-tastic. It is robe-tastic. I'm not super pleased with this picture. That's a garbage picture. It was the only time I could get the full robe shot. It's terrible. They, they made so much. They spent so much on this fucking robe, and then they're determined never to show it to us. Oh my Even god! Even in this one shot, it's so yeah. fucking dark. You can't see shit. Because later on, they just keep showing her from like waist up, waist up. I want to see the whole robe. Garbage. It's a nice robe, though. It's very. It's a beautiful robe. Ceremonial. It's ceremonial, but fashion forward mm-hmm. in a way that you can. It just screams glory, you know. Yeah, it's very glory. And later on, Ben looks surprisingly reasonable in it, which I wonder if that was intentional because they're like, oh, he's going to spend some time in this robe. That is definitely a plus. Yeah, it would have been harder to convince him to film all of these serious moments in a dress. Oh, yeah. Delightful. Glory's going to go home soon. She is jazzed about that, but she's got this like itchy feeling on the inside that she's not super jazzed about. And she's got Dawn tied up with her or something, you know, whatever. I mean, she's having a feeling of some kind (laughs) and that's really not something that she signed up for. So she's not too hyped about it. That's not her jam, as the kids are saying these days. Oh, those youths and their (laughs) slang terms. Goodness. That we definitely know. Yep, as fellow youths. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so back in the middle of the desert, Spike has hotwired Ben's car so they can get back to civilization, but there is a problem. Buffy's having kind of a bad day. She's not really responding to anything. So again, TV Tropes was primarily a Buffy fan site when it started. Right. So the heroic BSOD blue screen of death page <laughs> was this picture? was written about this episode, oh, really. Hilarious. People were like, hey, I've seen this happen where a hero suddenly, you know, can't <laughs> cope with what's happened to them anymore and so shuts down. That's a common thing. And look, there's this entire episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer about it. Yeah, there definitely is. Here we are. Cool. This is it. Let's make a trope of that. So yeah, Buffy is blue screening pretty hard. She just has like 100% fully dissociated because she is at the point where she's done all she's, she can. And she is like, I don't, I don't know what to do. So yeah, sometimes that happens. Your brain's just like, well, time to go to sleep. And it's kind of interesting. This entire episode is exploring why she has dissociated or withdrawn so much. Why she is no longer contactable through her mortal coil, right? (laughs) 
This whole thing of everyone trying to yell at her and then like <laughs> Spike hits her and you're, you're thinking, guys, this doesn't seem like it's the way to go about this. Also, they're pretty clear that they've done that before. Uh, yeah, they're shaking <laughs> they her up. already tried this off screen. And so they're like, well, one more shake isn't gonna hurt, right? Her spine will be fully intact after this. Uh, it's absolutely a-okay. <laughs> but with Buffy out of commission, it's Willow's turn to step up and make a plan. Yeah. And this time, she's serious. Willow's in charge. Of our days and our nights. I like this a lot. I mean, someone obviously has to take charge. And Willow is second strongest, so... Second strongest. She's already taken care of Tara, so she's used to being in this leadership position a bit more right now. She's in that headspace. She is going to do whatever it takes. She'll send the Scoobies to wherever they need to be, delegate like a pro, and then go in and fix this whole Buffy thing by herself. Yeah. Because magic messing around with people's minds is a great idea. Yeah. And there are never any repercussions. (laughs) It sort of feels like we've had the discussion, I would say this season, about how messing with people's brains with magic is a really bad idea. And it's just another example of Willow being like, no worries, everybody. This super dangerous and intense spell, I've got this. I'm sure she'll learn better before season... Six episode, like, what, seven or so? Yeah! I forget when Once More Feeling is, but I think it's pretty early. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. You'll just be waiting and waiting. It'll definitely be early. <laughs> oh, great stuff. <laughs> anyway, she'll learn her lesson before then. I am dead Positive. certain. Positive. Uh-huh. Positive, yep. Man, yeah. this... <laughs> This fucking gag. <laughs> this is a great gag! <laughs> everyone being unable to remember that Glory is Ben. Oh my god. It's, and fucking it's so good. just there. He's And he's so fed up with it immediately. It's so funny. I love it There's so much. There's some association <laughs> between Glory and Ben? And then they all just immediately forget again. Oh, oh God. Fuck. Yeah, they go through the entire bit and they're so sure. And then just... Giles, oh. right at the end. <laughs> oh, it's such a good bit. I love it. The only thing that, that I didn't, that sort of makes me wonder if this makes any sense. And I mean, again, this is always with the nitpicking. So uh-huh. Spike is basically saying he's immune because he's not a person, mm-hmm. right? Is Dawn a person? Yes, explicitly she is. She is also the key, but she is very much a real person. And I think that's what the characters have had a hard time realizing in this season, especially Dawn. Because she's like, no, I am a real person. See, I bleed. And it's like, no, no, no. Okay, you are a real person, Dawn. This is, this is true. You just are also a key, you know? So, I mean, I guess that's what the writers are telling us, that Dawn didn't realize this either, so she's definitely a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, glad to see that come up from uh, <laughs> Blood Ties a couple episodes ago. Blood Ties. Blood Ties. Yeah. Anyway, let's head out to the factory where we got a serious glory cult going on. They're doing a lot of welding. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of just rando people and minions, of course. There's a very regal-looking minion. Oh, my God. The head priest. I yeah. love him. He's so tall. He's really and he's got such nice tall. robes on. Mm. And he's doing all that anointing. He's always just trying to write shit on Don's <laughs> forehead. 
yo and they brought up anointing i just had like an anointed one flashback <laughs> and i was Ayo. not happy ah. yeah poor little ao man this high priest doesn't even get a name he's just ah. called high priest minion <laughs> so these uh this glory cult like the regular people that are here these are the crazy people that escaped from the hospital a couple, a couple episodes ago right yeah okay yeah they're ba- i didn't they immediately were... put that together but yeah yeah they were called by glories by the the what's it called the alignment alignment yeah. not the ascension i could <laughs> right. only think ascension fuck and uh, there's just a lot of a words happening anointing alignment ascension yo when the alignment thing came up for the first time yeah and i guessed that it was the nine realms aligning like in four uh, two uh, i was surprisingly close yeah, no, you know it's, it's like pretty similar to that you know <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean sure it's suggested by the name but i'm pretty impressed with myself i gotta say need to pat yourself on the back anytime you can all right there we go done boom in person oh back is patted uh (laughs) yeah so we got this this head priest he's doing great stuff glory is jazzed about the opening and she's trying to make dawn feel a bit better about her whole situation like you know soon it'll be done and everything will be great because glory will be happy and you know what'll make it better if we have some pizza while we wait (laughs) for the time when we all you know when we're gonna kill you but that's fine pizza you know pizza Maybe even ice cream too, Don. Yeah. You don't know. You're a child. You like pizzas and ice creams. Man, I would feel a lot better if there was pizza and ice cream. Yeah, last meal, it's all good. Glory says something about Don fitting into a lock, which <laughs> in my mind just really cements this idea. No, yeah. yeah, when she said that, I was like, oh shit. Oh, now he's just going to be convinced that it's like a... Yeah, holding Dawn in her arms yeah, and like you inserting just pick her up her into and you insert something. her into something and At then you first, turn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her yeah. little feet are wiggling as you're turning her body to open yeah. the gate. Yeah, that's probably what's gonna happen. I mean, you'll Definitely have to wait. Going to happen. You have to wait like under a week to find out. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Amazing for mm. me to see. Just mm-hmm. like I was right, right about the mayor. Oh no, tiny human body into giant. No, no, the giant snake was hiding in the tiny human body. It was trapped. Right, yeah, yeah, trapped. Yeah, trying to wiggle on out. Yeah, had to wiggle on out of there. <laughs> and again, I was validated then. I'm sure I'll be validated now. I mean, hey, you can rewrite history. If not, it's all good. <laughs> so Glory's a god, but she's also feeling like any oh. feelings, as you mentioned, which is oh. not great. Yeah, she's pissed about this. She is feeling guilty, as Dawn points out, about the fact that she's going to take all of her blood and use it for this whole alignment key door opening thing. Yeah. And hence, hence the pizza and the attempts to comfort Dawn. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, all of her blood will be gone eh, soon-ish. Yeah, like all of it. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> like... Like, pretty soon. But not not soon enough that she won't notice that it's all leaving. Yeah. Yeah, she'll probably really miss that blood it's for not a gonna be while. great no no and she's blaming don glory is for this whole guilt <laughs> feeling because obviously yeah don's the source of it don's the problem here pretty much she was feeling another emotion earlier essentially there's just like a lot of emotion that she's never Hungry. felt before that <laughs> spicy food <laughs> spicy food's an emotion yeah oh uh, yeah i think so glory mentions that don's blood is the key to the key or 
or something. something. It's all left surprisingly ambiguous, given that next episode we'll see. Yeah. So, because she implies that Dawn herself is a key that fits in a lock, much in the way as we've described many times. Right. But then... She makes a point of saying that it is her blood that's the key. And that's very confusing because it sort of goes against what she was just saying. But then it also kind of lends itself to when she thought Tara was the key. And so she thought her blood was going to be delicious key blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I know what this is going to look like. (laughs) Right. And it's not going to look like Dawn being put in a lock. It's going to... It's going to be a lot more blood-focused than that. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm holding out hope. Yeah. So Willow's doing a spell. It's going to be great. It's going to be perfect. She's going to mess with the mind, and she will learn all of the lessons about why it's bad to do that, I am sure. She's going to learn some stuff. Did definitely some... Ah, no. No lessons for Willow today. But that's okay. <laughs> this is just a really dangerous, really high-level spell. But it's fine. Willow's capable it's of anything, right? All good. She pops right in. Boop! to uh buffy's head there and uh what does she see uh a child actor bringing us into our first segment the children are our future So this is a different child than the child that had played Buffy previously. I think we are embarrassed for choice in <laughs> child actors in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, because we haven't. What, yeah. We've had Nightmares, that kid, right? We've had oh, Ao, as we no. talked about. We had the two children in Killed by Death, and now young Buffy. Yeah. And so I think this version of Buffy is younger than the version of Buffy we saw in Killed by Death correct she is terrifying she is the creepiest young child they could have ever found yeah when she smiles at the camera i feel my blood freeze do you like dollies oh my god i'm (laughs) I'm gonna kill this shining bitch do you want to play dollies with me yeah i we know i've made it pretty clear my feelings about child actors and so i pretty much just tried to ignore this one as best i could where does this one rate for you oh oh it's it's tough you know like the younger a kid is (laughs) i feel like the harder it's going to be for them to convey emotions in the Mm -hmm. way that an adult can because they just don't have the experience that's that's what it generally comes down to i think this is the youngest kid we've seen on the show i believe it is so i mean oh i really hate ao (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i can rank this kid below ao wow okay (laughs) and i I apologize Uh, listeners something about ao's stupid little bowl cut head oh it's so good (laughs) And he just, he's there beside Mark Metcalf, who's giving us all this beautiful handwork, and we're just getting nothing from AO, you know? And uh, he's in so much of it, too, That's that it makes problem. it so much easier yeah. to hate him. There's a lot of him. And, like, this kid is pretty forgettable, right? We're yeah. never going to see this kid again. <laughs> no, this kid's one and done. Absolutely gone after this. Yeah, I can see this one coming in above <laughs> AO. 
Just because, uh, and then like season two, Ao's just lingering there, plotting with his cadre of vampires. That's how oh. Spike becomes a fan favorite. He shows up yeah. and gets rid of Ao. Kills Ao. Oh um. man, good times. Well, that that was great. Anyway, yes, uh, the the child asks Willow if she likes dolls. Do we have to wait longer until Dawn shows up? I think we do. Yeah, there's a little scene of Spike snooping around Glory's house mm. as the task she, he finds by the Willow. Ben Den. Yes. Oh, look at you. That's a oh, that is a Ben Den. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ben lives in a cupboard under the stairs, <laughs> which oh, wow. feels rather ripped from the headlines for 2001. Yeah. He really does though. Hmm. He really does. Mm. And you're like, oh man, what an original idea, guys. <laughs> Covered under the stairs. Shit. That's the first time I've heard that one recently. What's the what's the Harry Potter time frame? <laughs> I think it starts in 99. Oh, so yeah, there's no excuse at that point then. Hmm. Well, at uh, least he has like a bed and stuff. Harry Potter also had a bed. Like a tiny shitty one. You can walk 98. around in Ben's 98 cupboard 98 for Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. yes, he finds this cupboard under the stairs, and I don't know. Yep, he found where Ben lives. It's weird because he finds where Ben lives, and they essentially built, or, I mean, they have this little Ben set that they've set up for what? <laughs> yeah, what? it doesn't advance the plot at all. It doesn't do anything. It, it, it does gets, really nothing. It gets us like one more Ben is glory and no one remembers haha moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you you don't need <laughs> to show it, I don't think, to even get that. So I'm not... Hmm. Hmm. It's <laughs> almost like they didn't have enough for this episode and had to pad it out somewhat to reach that 42 minute mark. <laughs> and I thought, what could Spike find at Glory's place? Because, I mean, all the minions have gone. They've taken whatever it is they need for this whole ceremony thing. They're hanging out mm -hmm. by all the welding that's going down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, I just can't be clear enough about how much welding is happening, okay? That's the vision of industry. I'm pretty sure when Buffy went to hell, there was also <laughs> a, a ton of welding. welding. No, yeah. this welding is all relevant, though. Oh, yes, it is, actually. Super, That's true. Yeah, super yeah. relevant welding. What are you going to jump off if there's nothing there you welded go. to gotta jump off There you go, gotta weld it. <laughs> gotta weld it. Gotta weld it all up there. Yeah, so we have this scene where Spike walks around Glory's place smoking and finds Ben's room. The end. We've spent far too much time on that. <laughs> Given like, how more time than the episode spent, and then it, it doesn't yep. matter at all. Yep. So Willow's interacting with this child actor, Blah. and Michaela Hank Summers <laughs> makes a reappearance. Yeah, so I've got the picture 80s Summers. It's so good. Joyce looks so young. They did a, an amazing job. I mean, they did a great job making Joyce look younger. Yeah, like, so, because this is when Buffy is a child. So, mm -hmm. given that this episode came out in 2001 and Buffy is 20 at this time, as long as Buffy is under 10, it's the 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, they. <laughs> like, when's the last time we saw Hank Summers? I guess is my we first saw him question. Once, didn't we? We saw him. <laughs> The in one nightmares? time in season one? Yeah, Nightmares. You know, there's an easy way to check this. Yeah, and this... they So Joyce has got her 80s mom hair happening, which is very mm. delightful. And yeah, I don't know. I guess just like with, with makeup, Joyce looks great anyways, but they really 
have made her look significantly younger. And it's... Like, by this point, she's 50, right? Yeah. The the actress? Holy shit. Like, she looks so good for 50. Fuck. She looks good for 30. Okay, so Hank Summers is credited in Nightmares, as we said. Mm-hmm. When she was bad, which I can't even fucking remember which one that is. That's the Buffy and Faith one. When the fuck did he show up during Buffy and Faith fun times? No, no, no. When she was bad is season two, episode one. Oh. Oh. Do they what? show Hank Summers in that? Or do they just reference him and does this motherfucker get a credit? What? Because, because they also have referenced... They, he has a voice uncredited thing in Becoming Part 1. What? So, I don't know what that's about. Uh, <laughs> no, I swear to God, the only time we've actually seen him in the flesh is Nightmares. I can't think of him actually appearing in When She Was Bad. So, I, I think that, yeah, we you were right. But I don't understand... He's credited on the IMDb page for season two, episode one. I just love the idea of this actor coming in like <laughs> five times through the season, yeah. through the seasons. And it's just like, no, no, this time we won't cut you. And then it's like, oh man, that Hank Summers bit's really dragging on. Just cut that shit. Because doesn't it really feel like he got cut? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if he's credited, but not in the episode, I'm pretty sure he was just cut. Because this is the episode mm. when Buffy comes back from L.A. because she spent yeah. the summer with her dad. With her dad. Oh, oh, no. Wait. His voice isn't becoming part one. Are you having becoming, the same memory? Yeah. They have the because fight. they have the fight. <laughs> they have the fight when Angel's lurking outside the house. Yes. Okay. Uh, that, again, not an appearance. No. It is voice only. Right. Hmm. So I cannot recall him actually being in when she was bad so maybe listeners tell us we're wrong but yeah here he is in the flesh hank summers hank summers the og is here when willow is watching this scene play out because you know the parents have come back from the hospital buffy remembers it as she was alone in the house which would not have happened at this it's age. insane yeah <laughs> anyway she runs up to them joyce is carrying a baby and she leans down and she's like do you want to see your little sister and willow just goes oh Dawn, as if like <laughs> the audience if this entire thing, out. yeah, had not clued her in that this new baby that Joyce had brought home was Dawn. I love it. I love it so much. It's so dumb. It makes uh, Willow look so stupid. Yeah, Dawn. I... That's Dawn. <laughs> I don't know what the purpose of it could possibly be. But yeah, and then, uh, like, so we have this thing of Buffy is a child. How old would Buffy be? Like, six? Yeah. Yeah. Ish. So, and and Buffy, you know, child Buffy does that thing of like, oh, now that there's a new baby, I'm not the baby, so you're not gonna pay mu as much attention to me. And then once she sees Dawn, immediately flops to, maybe I could be the one to take care of her sometimes. It's more wooden than that. I'm, mm. yeah. <laughs> The child actor doesn't do a great job of selling it for you. I'm so mean. I'm sorry, anyone who enjoys child actors. I shouldn't. Uh, you should be, be sorted so to this child actor. Yeah, What's probably. she doing these days? Uh, that's a good question. I'll go look it up while you keep talking. Okay. So then the child disappears and we have mixed feelings because Joyce disappeared with her. But like overall, it's a positive because no more child actor. And Willow goes straight into this first Slayer scene that we all love so much. And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> What's even happening here? 
And you're like, I wonder what is happening here with the first Slayer dancing behind this fire constantly. <gasps> so this child actor, mm. first of all, stopped acting in 2003. <laughs> two but, years later. Okay. Yeah. But plays young Elliot in two episodes of Scrubs. What? <laughs> so No way. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Oh, that's adorable. That's so nice. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm not sure I've watched enough Scrubs to picture what episodes those might be. Or Definitely haven't, yeah. Possibly even to have gotten to those episodes. Yeah, it's fair. But that is a nice little factoid. There you go. Okay, so go, Giles is all better. They managed to get him to a hospital. And, I mean, somewhat better, at least. Whatever. He's had modern medicine. That's fine. Which That'll is good, but it also kind of feels like they're letting him out of this hospital way too fast. Given Real that fast. he's been impaled mildly? Turns out you can't keep people in hospitals. That's what this show has taught me. Actually, they that's true. They can just true. leave. I yeah. don't think you can keep people in hospitals. No. No. But Spike's here in this hospital, and that's fun, as he's stealing some blood. Smoking oh, in front of a no-smoking sign. When he just, like, picks the bag of blood casually up off the <laughs> cart, it's just such a, a nice little piece like of background hilarity and yeah the the smoking or the no smoking sign and you think to yourself man this spike character he's real fun where's he (laughs) been all this time being fun like this oh i'm so glad that we're over (laughs) i like obviously spike and buffy as a relationship is still something that will be important to this show but i'm so glad that we're not in that creepy space anymore yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's got an idea. They need to go see a demon-type feller that he knows to see about this whole glory thing. Maybe he's got something that can stop her, you know? This just made me wonder, like, is Joel Grey Spike's Whistler? Ooh, <laughs> potential. <laughs> but uh, I would have difficulty calling anyone a Whistler who isn't <laughs> terrible in every aspect. Oh, and Joel true. Grey is a delight. And he actually did tell them useful yeah, I'm going to call it useful information. He told them exactly what they wanted to know last time they went to yes. see him. Like, he gave them a spell and told them, hey, you probably shouldn't do this, but it <laughs> will work in a manner of speaking. Well, in this time, he also tells them what to, they need yeah. just inadvertently. Yeah. Because he's, like, guarding his box at whatever, and they're like, oh, no, you actually do have something that can help us against glory. He just doesn't say it with his voice, but that's fine. He's he's fun. Joel McGray. Oh, before they Is get that there. Joel Gray? Anyway, he's great. Xander and Spike leave, because, like, I mean, they're not going to bring Giles, who's been very badly injured, around with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Uh, Spike says, or Xander says something. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly what it is. And Spike's like, this is going to be worth it. And then whacks him in the back of the head. And then they're (laughs) both holding their heads. And it just made me feel like a Xander Spike buddy comedy would be just Uh, gold, right? I mean, you do know what was said because it's another thing of Xander being like, Ben (laughs) is related to Glory. Oh, of course. My mistake. My mistake. Yeah. And yeah, so then we go do this thing. Which I understand why we have to do this. But this is basically the same reason that they got information about the mayor. It's this trope of the bad guys don't want us to have this information. So then they do something that highlights its existence and we therefore Mm. find the information. Mm. When Faith kills that volcanologist... That's why they find out what the mayor is going to turn into. And if she hadn't killed him, they literally had no way of finding out. (laughs) That's a good call. So when Joel Grey acts like a super sketch bag and stands near this very obvious 
ornate box, then, I mean, Spike with his super insight picks up on it. If he just hadn't gone anywhere near the box, they would have had no idea that he had this box. It's, uh, it, it, that's fine, though. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Xander being a home invader and murderer soon. Uh, before, <laughs> before we do, though... Let's talk, because Willow's found herself in this first Slayer scene, and she's like, what's all this about? <laughs> and Michaela, hey, death what? is your gift. Death? Whose gift? Death is your gift. Buffy's gift? Her gift is death? Death I don't is get your it. gift. What does that mean, though? <laughs> we were harping on how long it took to get to death is your gift last time. This time, we definitely do not have that problem. Nope. We have the opposite problem, <laughs> where death is that. your gift... Yeah, is the it's just all that's happening here, and I understand, guys. I understand that death is her gift. I got it. I got it up here. <laughs> I got it in here in my heart. I did write "death is your gift" in all caps in my notes. Death is your gift. So yeah, I mean, in case anyone wondered, Buffy's gift is <laughs> death. Death. Yeah, if you guys missed that part of the episode, we're here. We're death here for that kind of your... thing. Catch those those little Easter eggs, you know? Oh, uh, fucking hell. <laughs> And Glory's making friends, right? You know, she doesn't want Ben to be in there. She asks the high priest to get him out, and he's like, that would be a very bad idea. I cannot and will not do that. Is this when she starts to sort of realize that the barrier between her and Ben is starting to break down? Yeah, it's all in here with the death is your gift thing. The walls are getting thin between her and Ben. Ben comes back, like, because Glory's getting more empathetic and guilty. And then Ben comes back, and he's just pissed at glory for interrupting his life and his job and he's acting so selfish and self-centered oh, oh great t- yeah good stuff. and so it was at this point that they were making this big deal about how this is not how ben normally acts like mm-hmm. ben's not a self-centered person he wants to become a doctor he wants to help people so then all i could think was his uh, for like a large portion of his life he's known about this whole glory thing he mm-hmm. knows what Gloria wants to do mm-hmm And I know that, like, it's not easy to just be like, well, better kill myself, but (laughs) should I'm not sure he necessarily knows that if he killed himself, everything would be better. Doesn't it sound pretty reasonable, though? Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Ben... Ben wants to help people, but he also thinks that helping people sometimes is summoning a queller demon because they're better off dead than insane. He is pretty misguided that way. Yes. So, yeah. But nah, that's all I could think is, like, he was seriously considering killing Dawn, and at no point did it even cross his mind that, like, oh, hey, maybe I should just off myself. No, not gonna happen. No. The child comes back because we're doing this loop thing where we see Buffy as a child meeting Dawn, and then we see her in the first Slayer thing, and then we see her in a library, or in the magic box. Putting the book on the shelf. Putting the book on the shelf, yeah. She puts the book on the shelf, and then she just, like, pauses. Yeah. Just stands there. And then it's back to child Buffy. That's great. And now, yeah, home invader Xander. Home invader Xander. (laughs) You better hide your kids, hide your wives. Oh, no. Because Xander's coming in, and... Fucking rude, killing everyone in their own house. It's very like, rude. Sure. Yeah. Joel Grey, like, draws a sword on him, but 
this is his house, you know? You can't just barge in here and take shit. Doesn't matter that Joel Grey has a gross tongue a and a really tail and a sword. really long tongue. Really long. His We're talking Battlefield Earth long. really long. It just, uh, like, it gave me a lot of questions about where it's all hiding, you know? <laughs> it goes right all the way down, Michaela. Oh. That's... Oh. Right? Disgusting. That's basically what happens with, like, chameleons and things. Like, it goes a long way into their body. It has to. It has to be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It folds up a little bit, but it's still, like, it's long, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, they... Joel Grey tries to throw the box in the fire, and then Xander eventually just kills him with his own sword, which is rude as heck. Um... And then they take the box. Xander stabs him. Oh, that's true. eyes open. So that's very true. Yeah. We don't know what this guy is. Looks like stabbing him didn't really do the trick. And yeah, it turns out that Jay Gray was like pretty down with Glorificus all this time. Right. Yeah, he was just like, hey, stay out of your, stay out of her way. In fact, I'll be leaving soon. Let's all get out of here. Let's not pause for any boxes or anything. Let's just go, go, go. No, he's very much on the G train. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that at all. I, don't, don't, I just don't know why. <laughs> I think it's... Oh, Didn't think you would. See, I wanted to call it a G-Mobile, but that's already a thing we have. So, mm. yeah, that's problematic. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and yet, Jay Gray has all of this, like, weird, what, blue blood? Like a Vulcan yeah. or something? Yeah, because Xander stabs him, and there's, like, a bit of, like, blue blood gunk flying everywhere. So, almost hashtag blood watch, except almost. not even, right? Pretty much. So, somewhere in here, it's made very clear. Like, it's essentially stated that all somebody has to do to beat glory is killed on right right and like this is what the cobs were going on about like Mm -hmm. they wanted to kill don because like sever the link blah 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 and it just the whole plan is so flimsy like that's all you have to do i know don is a person and i know that like it's buffy's sister she doesn't want to kill her i'm not advocating killing don but the greater good you know the greater good the greater good we're talking about everyone in like many universes yeah the greater good definitely comes into play here dimensions of people and creatures yeah (laughs) and and it's funny that you say like this happens somewhere in here because it does it's brought up somewhere in the middle of this episode that if you kill dawn glory's plans are foiled it was also brought up previously like last episode with the cobs being like yeah kill that one and glory's plans are foiled it's been brought up even earlier in like the abstract right and then it's also the dramatic like boom at the end of this episode yes is we have to kill or like the only way that this ends is dawn dies and you're like yep yep i'm i'm an hour and a half on board for that yeah i mean the, the dramatic weight that they tr- they give it at the end of the episode is, you know, we're all admitting that this is the only way out we can see now. Like, mm-hmm. up to this point, we were trying to say, like, that's not how we do things. That's not how we're going to solve this problem. And, but then for Giles to just be like, this is the only way. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that for that to be what Buffy's been struggling with the whole episode. Yeah, because Buffy, like, can't stop killing Dawn in her head. She's smothering her and stuff. And There's a pillow, yeah. We've all been there, right? (laughs) Wanted to kill our younger siblings. Uh, Jokes. And this is what the whole catatonic, tonic state is about, right? Right. She can't save Dawn. Yeah, her realizing that she has 
chosen or decided that she had a moment of weakness, I guess, mm-hmm. that she, where she realized how much easier it would just be to kill Dawn. Or that was the, t- the only solution that she could see. And she just imagined how much easier her life would be <laughs> if she could mm-hmm. just do that. <laughs> when she mentions like, Willow, this is it. This is the moment that I quit. I was like, motherfucker, I quit. <laughs> Buffy, you've talked about quitting so fucking much in this show. Uh, you wanted to quit the Slayers like 10 times already. Yeah, but this time she really quit. This is quitting life. This is quitting saving Dawn. This is quitting saving anyone that yeah. she's talking about rather than quitting being a Slayer. So I'm... I'm more on board for it. She's sure. She's in the middle of a fight and she decides to stop fighting, which is not mm-hmm. something that I can think of her ever doing before. You know, she complains that she didn't choose this, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, <laughs> when nothing bad is going down, but then when something's happening, she's going to be there and she's mm-hmm. she's going to keep fighting except for now because it's a god and what the hell is she supposed to do about that? Right. Uh, and I love the narrative structural structure of this episode because it allows us to jump back and forth quite a bit. We've sort of covered all of the episode at this point. Yeah. But I'll, I'll jump us back to Dawn knocking Bennett with a chain <laughs> when chains. they're in an, al- in an alley. Shit. I should have gotten a picture of the lump of chains. Uh, regret. <laughs> it's a strange improvised weapon, but it seems to work out. Glory comes back She's and then... Pissed. Glory and Ben start having this fight over the body and they're doing a mixture of effects here because the expensive effect Mm. is to have the on-screen transformation where it goes from Dawn to Ben or vice versa. The cheap one is to do a jump cut bringing us into our last segment, Jump Around. Jump Around! Jump, jump, jump. Like that? Like jump exactly. Jump? Yeah. Exactly. Well, and also jump cuts. Because honestly, <laughs> for my money, I prefer a jump cut. I think it's more impactful yeah. than doing it on screen. And it's so so much cheaper. And like, as long as you do it right, which they do, you have to have the right motion happening and then obviously edit it at the perfect spot. But yeah, every time that the jump cut happens, it's like... They're twisting around, they're whipping mm-hmm. their head some way, and all of them worked great for me when it's the obvious, like, CG transformation, like, straight on their face. All you can think is, well, that wasn't bad. <laughs> right. 2001. Pretty good for 2001. I'll say that they didn't do a bad job of the jump cuts here. Uh, a lot of them did land, but, like, they're trying to do a lot of them. There and are I think a lot, yes. The editing could have been a lot tighter, and I think it's interesting. I want to talk about jump around as, like, a bigger thing of jump cuts are much more prevalent now with the age of YouTube mm. than they were in in 2001 i'm sure that there are really strong examples in 2001 that blow the pants off of anything we've got now or are very comparable at least but you look at things from fairly recently like the vlog brothers videos on youtube are incredibly prolific and they jump cut amazingly these are like twice a week videos that do jump cuts in an amazing way. And it's it's less like the turning around and jumping between two perspectives. Mm-hmm. But if you want that done really well, there's a Derek comedy video <laughs> from a couple of years ago that does it 
astonishingly well. And I just think it's interesting that like filmmaking and editing has progressed in this way where 2001, it seems like jump cuts were, if not new, like not many people on Buffy the Vampire Slayer knew how to do them or had a lot of experience with them. They did the best they could and they did a decent job of it. But we're now at the point where like a lot of YouTubers can do them much better, which I find very fascinating. I think part of that is probably necessity. Because yeah. the YouTubers, like, that's obviously the cheapest way for them to do it. And so yeah. since they're spending more time perfecting that, like, they've mm-hmm. got a lot more hours put into doing jump cuts than the editor of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I would assume. For sure. I just think it's interesting yeah. that, like, a new editing format has really come to such prevalence. And yeah, they do it out of necessity because it's also the easiest way to remove pauses. Yeah. 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 And you can see it going horribly awry when you, like over jump cut oh definitely especially in audio where it just starts (laughs) clipping weirdly together yeah that's bad Uh, i'll also point out and all of these links will be in the show notes but um the war dogs trailer there was a second war dogs trailer and i never ended up seeing war dogs but it's just so perfectly edited like in time to the music Mm. where you've got all the different shots of like you know the crate being opened up the magazine going into the gun all timed to the beat and framed with a new jump cut that is done so well that it makes the Buffy scene seem a lot less impactful, I guess. I've just seen jump cuts so frequently now that I was looking at this and being like, you need to be 20% tighter with this. Like, but at that point, you're just comparing it to things that are relying heavily on jump cuts Right. Also, modern things like, you know, color grading. Yes. I would say they need to do better color grading and lighting before they do better jump cuts. It's weird. You never brought up the color grading before. (laughs) I just wanted Uh, to talk about jump cuts because I think it's an interesting, uh, interesting development in filmmaking. Jump around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and now, okay, so what? Ben's going to kill Dawn. Right, he turns her over <sighs> to the minions, right? Look, it's so problematic because, so Ben is supposedly getting more and more selfish and has finally made this decision that, okay, it's you or me, I choose me. Mm-hmm. And that's fine with sort of the structure of what's happening between Ben and Glory in this episode. But the problem is that it is not her or Ben. It is everyone or Ben. <laughs> <sighs> well, no, I mean, oh yeah, no, him handing over Dawn yeah. to them is everyone or Ben. Yeah. But Glory's talking about how like they can have a sweet setup where after the world ends, Glory's gonna set Ben up in a really nice space and he'll be fine. Right, he'll so be totally fine. He's still picking himself over an in- at least like minimum <laughs> the entire world full of people. Yeah, six billion people. Yes. So... uh... He's also got, like, those oaths that he swore and the morals of his character, but that's that's all fine. The hippopotamus ones? Yeah, the hippopotamus oaths. (laughs) I don't have that written down, but I definitely thought it. (laughs) The hippos, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. And yeah, then we get through Buffy. You know, she had quit because it's pointless. Willow's answer to all of this is basically just snap out of it. Suck it up. Yeah, suck it up. Like stop, Stop moping about it. Let's go do the best we can against this god and we'll see how that goes. And sure, that works. I get sure thing. Yeah. Whatever. It's one of those things where (laughs) Buffy clearly has to be in the final episode. 
So Willow mm-hmm. has to say something and it has to work. Mm-hmm. Is there something that is more, is going to work better for Buffy? I don't know. Because Buffy isn't good about talking about her feelings, right? Mm, nope, nope, nope. Right? She runs away from them. So we don't really know how you talk Buffy into things. Because yeah. we don't really have this situation happen ever. And then briefly before they exit the Buffy Mind Palace and go kick some godly ass, let's just dwell on your picture, Frill Thrill. Frill Thrill! Wow, that'll hopefully come through on the mics. Frill <laughs> Thrill. Oh, yeah, geez. so I named the picture Frill Thrill because I knew it was going to be very difficult to understand. <laughs> I'm a bad person. This is the outfit that Buffy, magic box, putting book on shelf, mind Buffy is wearing. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a whole dress. Uh, The back of it is less interesting, though. So I just took a picture of this. (laughs) It's just the back of it's very just kind of beige and it goes all the way to the floor, as all dresses Mm. do in this time period. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know. I, I think it's just kind of a nice, nice thing. It's got a frill. At the front, but it's not too much. Hmm. And it was like, the, I guess the purpose of it is sort of to juxtapose against the Dawn smothering Buffy who's wearing all black. <laughs> uh, black leather. Oh, yeah, black in the flash or in the dream. Yeah. And then black leather in real yeah. life. Yeah, in the dream, yeah. she's got on like a black tank top and very dark jeans, I think, as she is mm-hmm. doing the smothering. And then there's this softer Buffy, the quitting Buffy, who's got her her frilly, thrilly dress on. God, there there just were not things to take pictures of today. No. So many people are still wearing the same things they've been wearing for many episodes. For so many episodes. Yeah. It's just so boring. Then we wrap it up at the magic box. We got some hashtag green mug watch. Green mug watch. Yeah. And Buffy's back. They're going to kick some ass. G-Man lays down the final truth. Dawn's going to die. World's going to get fucked. And the only way to close the portal is to stop the flow of blood, which generally means Dawn dying faster. The greater good. But right. <sighs> That's basically where we finally her. get to. Everyone's on board now. Gotta kill Dawn. Yep. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it's not called Dawn the Vampire Slayer, is it? <laughs> Jeez. So they, they do... killing her next episode's going to be a-okay. And yeah, they imply that there was some important stuff in this box and they learned some more stuff about the alignment or whatever it is Glory has to do. But they kind of breeze by it, for me anyways. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> now, now let's take a quick look at the importance of the past two episodes. <laughs> Uh, I think that we're going to end up saying that we could have smushed them together, but yeah, go ahead. Smushed them together or more or less just omitted them because what do we have to have happen? We have to have the box getting taken from Jay Gray a couple episodes earlier, which is fine. They already went to Jay Gray. They could have snatched it then. Dawn is still in Glory's clutches, so... You just grab her and go, and then have a brief bit of exposition with G-Man being like, hey, we gotta kill Dawn, let's do it. You definitely need to have that exposition after Dawn is gone, because it's a lot worse to have that conversation when Dawn is still with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I guess you can't have that when Dawn is still around, technically, because, or even... You can't have that as like a short conversation that needs to be dwelled on a bit, but you really could have at least smushed these together into one episode. They want to make a very big deal, and rightfully so, about the fact that it really seems like the only solution is to kill Dawn and they don't want Mm -hmm. to do it, but they cannot find another way. 
did they need two episodes for that? <laughs> no. I guess they had to wrap up the Knights of Byzantium and... They did not need to introduce the Knights of Byzantium. Right? Like, what did that add? <laughs> we could have just skipped right on over them yeah. and been none the worse for wear. None the worse for but wear. But Michaela, Don's the only, Don dying is the only way to advance this? What about death is your gift? Yeah, killing Don. That's what... Oh, of yeah, course. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's that's what, what it's entirely yeah. about. Yep. That's definitely what's going to happen next episode. There we go. Definitely. We don't even need to watch Michaela, it. Michaela, did you enjoy this episode? Yes. <laughs> yep. I, I will say exactly the same thing. Yeah. Again, smush them all together. Would have been better. This is fine. There's a couple good gags in here. There's... And everyone's doing a good job. Glory mm-hmm. and Ben are both doing a good job mm-hmm. having their respective crises... I mean, Buffy needs to have some trauma over the fact that she is faced with having to kill this sister that the monks tasked her with protecting, but she has agreed to protect at this point. Well, and has an emotional emotional bond with. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just gloss over that, unfortunately. Right, because if Buffy just was like, well, nothing for it, gotta <laughs> kill Don, you, that wouldn't work either. No, yeah. I feel a bit heartless. Yeah. So, yeah. And they want to build up anticipation for whatever it for is sure. that's going to happen next episode. Uh, and as you said, we need to find, like, we do actually need to find this box, mm-hmm. I think. Because <laughs> they're going to make a plan and they need uh-huh. to base that off something. And yeah, box would be the best thing to, you know. It's got to be the box. It's got to be the box. Well, and General Zod did tell them about how what glory's weakness is basically yeah yeah and now the magic has started to wear off right so they know they know that ben is glory that's a thing that has happened yeah they finally are all able to realize it but again outside of a couple funny gags and just the previous reveal where dawn in blood ties saw the transformation happening yeah if you had just gotten rid of the magic that stopped people from remembering that Ben was glory. It would barely have and come shorten up. this down. It doesn't matter that yeah, much. It really doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who had the best outfit in this episode? I guess Ben slash Glory in that sweet ceremonial oh, yeah. robe. Kicking Kickin robe. robe. Yeah. Very good stuff. And then who wins? Glory. Part of me wants to say Ben. Yeah, I think it's Ben. <laughs> because Ben is letting go of his guilt. And yeah. being very selfish. <laughs> ben gets everything he wants. Yeah. He's got this key. He's yeah. going to hand it over. He's going to live in opulence and wonderfulness after whatever happens, happens. Allegedly. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Everything's looking up for Ben. Yeah. So He no longer has to live in the cupboard under the stairs. Good for him. That's true. Mm-hmm. No more hippos. Yeah, everything's great. Exactly. And Michaela Teeks, our good friend Taylor Kingston... What did he think of this episode? He called it... You will never in a million years guess this title. Oh, I'm having difficulty summarizing this, of course. The one where Willow goes into Buffy's head. Not even a little bit close. (laughs) The one with Ben and Glory. Still not close. Uh... (laughs) The one... I'm going to take another couple guesses at it. Oh, let's do this, yeah. Uh, the one where 
Buffy decides to kill Dawn. No. But Warner... Okay, one, one, last, one last try here. Um, the one where Dawn dies. So it is about Dawn. So that's okay. why you were warmer. Uh-huh. Teeks has titled this, The One Where They Discover Why Dawn is the Key. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. That's okay. just untrue. It's so it's untrue. It's so untrue. <laughs> the, the... <laughs> A, wordy as fuck. B, incredibly untrue. untrue. That's why I said you'd never guess it, because it's literally wrong. The one where they find out why Dawn is the key? Yeah. That's, okay. (laughs) Tell me, Teeks, why is Dawn the key? I really love this episode. It's one of my absolute favorite episodes when it comes to my fascination with the plot. Uh-huh. I love how Willow takes on the leadership role with Buffy unable to do so. I also love that Glory is true. And the fact that we learn more about her. That's what really sets me over the edge with loving this episode. That's not that true. We don't learn too much about Glory in this episode, actually. We learn very little about Glory. So they the the summary is surprisingly accurate given the title. <laughs> like, what? like Buffy's in a dream state, Willow enters the dream, the wall's breaking down between Ben and Glory, Dawn must be sacrificed in a blood ritual so a portal can be opened, blah blah blah, Earth doesn't want the barrier between dimensions will fall because hell will come to Earth, like all of that is accurate. And then this this last, I'm gonna read the last sentence to you because it has a lot of commas in it and that's our favorite part Uh of this. And if the ritual is started, the only way they can stop it and close the barrier is that the blood no longer flows, meaning when Dawn is dead. A <laughs> uh, beautiful number of commas. Yeah. So all of that is it's is stuff that happened. And none yeah. of it, like, doesn't... We didn't learn anything new, did we? No. I don't think they discovered why Dawn was the key. That, that's a preposterous statement <laughs> on the face of it. What does it mean for why... <laughs> what, what's the reason for Dawn being the key? It doesn't... It doesn't make any She's the key because she is the key I'm made right. flesh. Yeah. We knew that from like Forever. episode five. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> oh, you never, never change, Teeks. You just never, never change. change. Best part of the episode, Glory. Worst part okay. of the episode, the dream state, it was a little boring. Mm, it's true. It is boring. What do you think Teeks has rated this episode? A 9 out of 10. Overall, I give this episode a 10 out of 10. What? Which, what? in my ratings book, is freaking ridiculous. And you're thinking to yourself, Teeks, you didn't really like the dream sequence? Half of this episode? And yet, Half you gave it episode. a 10? That doesn't make any sense at all. Huh. God damn. All I right. am so worried about next episode. <laughs> I am so worried that Teeks is going to spoil some season uh, six shit for you. This might be my Fuck. final episode with Teeks privileges. Oh, I, I am so excited. Oh, God. God. Episode 100 is the final episode of season five. Woo! We are going to pull out some of the stops. Some of them will be removed. Not too many, so we go fully off the rails, though. I'm I'm looking forward to episode 100. Why don't you tell me what it is and what it's about? Uh, episode 100 is called mm-hmm. 
the gift. Ooh. And Buffy <laughs> learns that death is her gift. Oh, uh, is it actually called the gift? Yes. Oh, That's fantastic. the whole point of all of this. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't think they'd be so blatant with it somehow. Did did you did it. you miss how how death is um No, I I picked up on that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm I'm super excited to see that. I mean, I was promised glory doing kaiju fighting at some point, so I'm assuming that's what's happening now. Yeah. And oh, no, they're making a mech for her. That's what all the welding's about. She's going to yep. suit up in a giant mech yep. and like fight the big Buffy? I don't Oh, Buffy gets magic to giant size. Yeah, no, Buffy becomes a giant glory. snake. Oh! <laughs> Wouldn't you just die? Wouldn't you be done oh. with this show if Buffy became a giant snake next episode? I would quit. Fucking yeah. Uh yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be good times. It's gonna be a lot a lot of more stuff will happen than this episode, which isn't saying anything at all. So yeah. <laughs> I've not said anything, as usual. <gasps> Looking forward to that. We'll find out what the gift might possibly be. So yeah, for the anyway. listeners, I think we should say next episode, since it is episode 100, it's going to be super duper extra long. Oh, yes. The first part, we will do, like, just do the episode like normal, like uh, probably for the first uh-huh. hour or so. Yeah. And then after that, we're going to do our extra special super duper stuff. So like if that other stuff doesn't interest you you can just stop listening after an hour <laughs> listeners i'm concerned about next episode i've got i'm i'm not sure what's gonna happen but i know some things and i'm worried listen let's put it this way with the amount of stuff i am bringing i'm really the marcus of this podcast <laughs> i'm worried about it i'm just very worried <laughs> you should be. okay well until uh, that gloriousness happens uh, this episode will be up on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. You can email us, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. All of the pictures, all three from this episode, will be up on the Facebook group. You can also write any corrections there. Uh, definitely correct teaks. Or tell us why oh. this is the episode where we find out why Don is the key. I would love to hear that on our Facebook page. This is what I want. Yes. I want Teek's defense. I want someone to be the defender of Teek's. So when we say that Teek's is saying strictly untrue things, someone can say, no, no, no. You forgot about this part of the episode when this happened and Teek's was 100% right. From a certain point of view, after all, (laughs) as Star Wars would tell us. Okay. And until next time, our listeners can find us individually on Social X one of many up-and-coming blockchain-based social networks that you will be hearing about on this podcast. Michaela, I'm so excited. Once I realize the untapped market that is blockchain-based social networks, I realized I would never thirst for a social network for this show again in my life. Great. And I've only got, what, 44 more episodes? Easy. No big deal. Yeah, great. Great. Anyway, Social X, I am on there. At X, gonna give it to you. Michaela? I am on there at Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A great movie that everyone should watch. Everyone should watch, yeah. Fun for the whole family. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time, farewell from the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. How do we know the names? We are the people that you find.
Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hellmouth.